Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Professor Tutwiler's Orb by Scott Merrow. One crisp autumn morning, a strange thing happened in the tiny town of Munjoy, New Hampshire. A magical thing. At precisely 10.46 a.m. in the Munjoy Savings Bank, amid the hustle and bustle of the morning's banking activities, a very unexpected sound rang out in the room, a loud, metallic sort of noise. Thunk. It came from inside the bank vault. Thunk. Again. Then, thunk, 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 thunk. The bank manager, Earl Cuthbert, rushed to the vault door. He fiddled for a few moments with the combination lock, then spun the huge silvery door handle, and with some effort he swung the heavy door open. An instant later, he was nearly knocked off his feet as a medieval knight in full armor, riding atop a huge warhorse, charged out of the vault at full gallop, the knight holding his lance at the ready. People dove out of his way as he galloped across the room and smashed through the glass front doors, sending a shower of fragments in every direction. Then he raced down Main Street and disappeared into the heart of Munjoy. Back inside, Maurice Lamage, the on-duty cop, was sprawled on the floor in an ocean of glass shards, having barely escaped being trampled by the horse and rider. Still somewhat dazed, he keyed his shoulder microphone. "'Jesus Christ, Sergeant!' he exclaimed. "'You're not going to believe this one!' The rest of the people in the bank were still staring wide-eyed at the opening in the wall that used to be the front door when a man shouted, "'Oh, my God! What's that?' He pointed at the open vault door. Inside the vault... There was a glowing orb floating a few feet off the floor. The orb was four or five inches in diameter, and it slowly bobbed up and down in midair. It emitted an eerie greenish glow that pulsated in sync with its gentle bobbing motion. Earl Cuthbert stood just outside the vault door, staring in awe at the orb. He motioned for Lambage to join him, and the two of the men very cautiously entered the vault, keeping a safe distance from the orb. What the hell is it? Cuthbert asked the cop. No earthly idea, Lamage replied. Very cautiously, they glanced around the room. Everything seemed in order, except one of the safety deposit drawers was open. Drawer number 314. Cuthbert took a clipboard from the wall and flipped through the few sheets of paper attached to it. Drawer number 314 was rented two days ago, he said, by Professor Artemis Tutwiler. A half hour later, two cops entered the bank through the space that used to be the front doors. They were escorting a small, frail, studious-looking middle-aged man, Artemis Tutwiler. He had all the features of a stereotypical college professor. Tweed coat with elbow patches, wire-rimmed glasses, hush puppies. The cops marched him up to the bank manager. Cuthbert looked him over. Professor Artemis Tutwiler? Yes, yes, the little man answered. What's this all about, then? He asked speaking with a distinct British accent. Cuthbert led him toward the vault. I'm Earl Cuthbert, the manager here. And what this is all about, he said, pointing toward the open vault door, is that. Tutwiler's gaze followed Cuthbert's pointing finger and he spotted the floated glowing orb. Oh, he gulped. That. Cuthbert led Tutwiler, the two cops, and Lamudge into the vault, everyone maintaining a respectful distance from the floating ball. Is that thing dangerous? Lamudge asked. 
Oh, no, no, Tutwiler replied. He reached up and gently plucked the orb out of the air. See, not even warm. Well, what in God's name is it? Cuthbert asked. It's the orb of Merlin, Tutwiler answered. My most prized possession. The orb of Merlin? Cuthbert asked, a note of astonishment in his voice. You mean like Merlin the magician? Exactly the same, Tutwiler replied, chuckling. Although I believe he would prefer to be called a sorcerer or a wizard. Magicians are more inclined toward politics and such. And this orb, Cuthbert stammered, is not some sort of parlor trick? Oh my no, Mr. Cuthbert, Tutwiler declared. This is the most powerful object ever created. Yeah, Lamudge chimed in. It just made a knight in shining armor appear in the bank vault, on his horse. Tutwiler's eyes went wide. A knight? he asked. Lamudge nodded. Well, I assure you it didn't make that knight, Constable, Tutwiler explained. It merely transported him through space and time, from medieval England to here. And now... Like a time machine? Lamudge asked. Exactly. I'd show you, but the actual mechanics are a bit tricky. Tutwiler held the orb at arm's length. The power of this orb is limitless. In the proper hands, it could transport everyone in this bank to, say, Sherwood Forest, in the blink of an eye. But I'm afraid I'm... His gaze drifted away from the orb and he looked around. Everyone in the vault... Cuthbert, the two cops, and Lamudge, was gone. In fact, when Tutwiler looked out the vault door, he realized that everyone in the entire bank was gone. At that moment, although in a completely different region of the space-time continuum, the people that had been in the bank just an instant before now found themselves in the middle of a forest. Sherwood Forest, to be precise. They were puzzled, to say the least. Back in the vault, Professor Tutwiler regarded their sudden disappearance with a bit of chagrin, until he was struck by a sudden realization. He was alone in a bank vault with the orb. Well, as long as I'm here, he thought out loud. He grasped the orb tightly and marched around the room, pointing it here and there. Safety deposit drawers flew open at his whim. He hung the orb in midair again, and began stuffing cash and jewelry into his pockets. He was so preoccupied with his thievery that he failed to notice as the orb began to glow a little brighter. Professor Tutwiler also didn't notice when a tall, thin man materialized from the orb. He was very old, with thinning white hair and a long white beard. He was wearing a black robe and a black pointed hat. It was Merlin. "'Hello, Artemis,' he said." Tutwiler jumped, startled, and he whipped around. Merlin? he said meekly. Merlin snatched the orb from midair and pointed it at Tutwiler. All the loot immediately flew out of his pockets and back into the appropriate drawers. The drawers slammed shut. Tutwiler grinned sheepishly. Ah, how did you find me, my liege? Merlin chuckled. Oh, your liege, is it now? he said. Tell me, you steal from all your lieges? Merlin walked to the vault door and pointed the orb at the bank's shattered front doors. Like a small tornado, the glass shards swirled off the floor, whooshed together, and the doors were like new. "'I found you, Artemis,' he said, "'because you broke the primary rule. You know as well as I do that this orb can only be used for good. As soon as you tried to use it for your own selfish purposes,' he snapped his fingers, "'I had you,' Tutwiler grimaced. Merlin shook his head sadly. I'm afraid I made you just a bit too clever, Artemis, he observed. 
Time to revert you to your original form. Master, Tutwiler protested. Come, come, Merlin said. It will only sting for a moment. Merlin pointed the orb at Tutwiler, and with a flash of light, the little professor transformed instantly into a frog and flopped on the ground. The frog immediately tried to hop away. Oh, no, you don't, Merlin said, and he snatched the frog from the floor and put him in the pocket of his robe. Merlin looked around the bank one last time, then he held the orb above his head. It glowed brightly, casting its eerie greenish light about the room. Then Merlin disappeared. The orb hung in midair for a second or two, then it too vanished. The vault was completely silent for a few moments, then the orb reappeared, followed by Merlin. He clutched the orb and pointed it out the vault door toward the main banking area. In an instant, all the people from the bank reappeared, dazed and confused. Merlin smiled and waved, then he and the orb vanished. This has been Professor Tutwiler's Orb, written by Scott Merrow. Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by Manowaker Studios patrons on Patreon, the voluntary pay-what-you-want subscription service. To find out more or to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening.